Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show, number 25. I attended the NetExpo Forum 2012 on March 15th and 16th, held at the impressive UNESCO headquarters here in Paris. NetExpo is an observatory of new tech trends around the world, with which I've been associated for the last couple of years. There were 10 award winners highlighted at the event, each coming from the four corners of the world, and each with a very interesting angle. In this, the third of the series... I spent a few moments with the Joe Seleski, who's Chief Strategy Officer and founder of Free Money. It's a frictionless way for companies, banks, and customers to provide gift cards across, as Joe says, of eHarmony and an underwriting system. With a reach to 280 million cardholders, I think brands and merchants are going to want to get a know about this. Let's cut to the interview. Well, hello, this is Minch Dial, and I am at it next. Explo Forum 2012, it's second day, and uh, this time I'm with Joe Seleski. Joe is the chief strategy officer of, and founder of a company called Free Money. It's a hugely interesting concept. Um, what I'd like to do is ask Joe to explain what is Free Money. Oh, well, thank you, Ben. Uh, Free Money is the world's first gift network. Uh, our partners are the banks, and we today are live with four of the top seven banks in the U.S., and bank customers get a weekly gift message from their bank that they've been given a gift of free money. That free money is $20 of free money for you to spend at Best Buy or some other merchant. And it really operates as a gift card on the customer's existing credit or debit card. So there are no coupons. There, is no, there are no strings attached. There is no minimum purchase. It is just a gift card on your existing credit or debit card. So I'm a consumer, and I, and I receive this email from my bank. Uh, and do I do need to print out the email. Do I, is it just directly on my, uh, my, my credit card? It's recognized when I go back into the merchant. It'll, it'll be there. That, that's correct. There, there is no email to print or anything else. You just go use the card that was specified in the message, you know, your card ending in 456 at that merchant, Best Buy, before next Sunday. So the gifts typically have a useful life of between 7 and 14 days. Um, and there is, again, no minimum purchase. So if you're given a $20 gift, you can go spend $10 and have $10 left over to spend. That first 10 comes right off the top. It's credited immediately uh, to your account mm-hmm. when the qualifying transaction comes on through. So it really is a gift card on your card, nothing to, no friction, no mm-hmm. stigma at the point of sale. And quite frankly, none of your privacy is ever exposed. So the merchant doesn't see a different transaction. They just see your normal transaction at the point of sale. Uh, right after you make that transaction, you'll get another message from the bank that your $10 credit or $20 credit was made to that account, and thanks for shopping. That's beautiful. All right, let's talk some numbers. So you have four of the seven top banks. Uh, how many credit cards are in your system, for example? So today we have reached to about 280 million cardholders, which is about 30% of all cards in the U.S., about $580 billion in spend, which is uh, roughly 20% of consumer non-shelter spending in the United States, or about 4% of GDP. But what we've got inside our infrastructure is a very unique type of system that in many ways is a cross between eHarmony and an underwriting system. Are we explain eHarmony? So, so eHarmony is all about making a match. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a system where you're being targeted as a consumer, but instead you're being matched to gifts mm-hmm. where the gift is going to drive 
you know, expansion in the merchant's uh, business or other business objectives for the merchant, and it's going to drive surprise and delight for the consumer. So uh, what you have is e-harmony and the matching technology and an underwriting system because we're really taking risk on behalf of merchants in giving you a a gift. I mean, you could just, you can't stand on the street corner and hand out gift cards, not and survive. Um, as a business, uh, you give a lot of gifts to people that are not necessarily going to spend more than the gift. Right. So what you have to do is actually make good bets for the merchant, very much like a bank underwrites loans mm-hmm. ag- against an expected return. Mm-hmm. You know, our system is matching the right gift to the right consumer to obtain uh, the business objective for the merchant, surprise and delight for the consumer, you know, and making sure that, that the gifts are relevant um, and uh, that people actually go use the gift. And, you know, it's quite brand enhancing for the merchant, obviously, to be sending out gifts. It's wonderful for the bank. It's been a long time since uh, bank customers have received gifts from their bank. Right, that's for sure. So, I mean, we, we've been talking yesterday with Bernard Catlin about this match marketing, and you guys are really at the, at the vortex of match marketing, allowing for merchants who want to grow their business to, to help with banks who need to grow their business and the customer who, in the end of the day, is the one that's benefiting because they're getting the free money. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And you know, the, the, the biggest concern in, in France and throughout the world in match marketing is consumer privacy. And what is core to free money is that your private information is never shared with the merchant. Free money doesn't know anything about you. Um, there's no way to connect transaction data to you. But it's being used in a way that's uh, got privacy by design. So it's a double-blind system where the merchant never sees your transaction behavior. They just see new profitable visits from customers and get a report. Um, the bank doesn't get to select which merchants go to you. They're matched to you based on your likelihood of spend and our predictive algorithms. So, so a bunch of new science done in this area because what we're really trying to do is balance, as I say, gift risk, gift amount against We have to predict what you're going to spend um, to make good bets for merchants, but we also have to do that in a way that understands what your redemption probability is going to be because sending you a gift that you don't use is a loss of that communication. It's a loss of value in the relationship in addition to it obviously carrying no revenue. Right, for sure. So um, how many emails do your banks send out, would you say, with free money in the, in the, in the headline? Do you know how that many are? Um, so we, we've sent out millions. Uh, the real key, though, is we don't believe in high-frequency, low-value. Mm-hmm. We're just the opposite. So we were talking uh, before this discussion about Groupon and a number of others. And, you know, the challenge is many of the merchants that are doing CRM and direct marketing just continue to increase the number of messages. Mm-hmm. But the value of those messages is is declining very rapidly. You'll get a weekly gift message once a week um, from your bank that you've been given a gift of free money for you to spend at a merchant that you will love. Mm -hmm. The gift itself is literally a recommendation. Mm -hmm. The, The system is predicting merchants that are going to be great for you either because you've been there some or you've never been there but they match your your value. So there is some kind of data mining that goes on beforehand to say, well, Minter, you've been a, a, a customer to say uh, of uh, 
uh, Macy's, maybe here's Bergdorf or not, so maybe a, a hard one to take, but you, you bought uh, fragrances a lot. Here's a new fragrance offered. How does it, does it find a way to know what Minter is interested in? Yes, yeah, so we have a very proprietary adaptive matching technology. So the core to free money is this new type of technology that's a cross between eHarmony and an underwriting mm-hmm. system. And so it's not data mining in the traditional sense. It's much more learning in an ongoing mm-hmm. sense. So it gives you gifts, and it has to understand how big a gift to give Minter to overcome distance or other vectors that affect mm-hmm. Minter's so shopping. Bio. So, so it really is about what's the right gift for you for a given merchant that you've been to or haven't been to, to be, you know, sufficient to be of, of value to you. And that's really, you know, this, you know, if you start to really go into what the core of match marketing is, it's not that everybody gets the same, sure. you know, promotion. And, and not everybody would get the same gift. The amount you spend at Brooks Brothers versus the amount I spend at Brooks Brothers versus whether or not we both love Xenia, you know, are all different attributes of our value. And the, and the real key is to do that type of matching in a way that does protect consumer privacy. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know, giving up your, your data to somebody who then can do what it, what it will with it, you know, the fact that our partnerships are with financial institutions that are highly regulated mm-hmm. and are you know, very much a fiduciary, um, they keep your transaction data today, mm-hmm. you know, with our platform and our network, they act as your firewall. Mm-hmm. You're only going to get a gift that's relevant to you. You, you know, the, the merchant never has any of your data. Mm-hmm. Um, the merchant just gets the value of your patronage. I can imagine you're doing a lot of, uh, I would say, uh, teaching and education to the merchants about this. I want to uh, just flip on to the, uh, the NetExpo forum where you have been given an award, top 10, uh, for 2012. Can you tell us your experience about that? And, and specifically what I'm looking at is... Based on your one and a half days here in Paris, how do you feel this conference is compared to the typical conferences you attend in North America? What do you feel is the differences? Well, I think in the North American conferences, you know, they tend to focus on North America. It is a large market unto itself. Um, it has different issues than you would have in Europe with uh, even though a common currency, different laws, different uh, cultures across the different countries. So you know, one of the benefits of coming to NetExplo is to really see through European eyes, mm-hmm. not through American eyes, um, you know, thinking about Europe as a market, but instead you know, understanding what people are passionate about mm-hmm. here in Europe right now and what they're most concerned about. And well, have you had someone confront you with like, you know, well, free money would never work here, or what, what's your been a, a, a kind of interesting conversation you've had here about that? Well, the uniform question has been around privacy. Um, um, and I think you know everybody loves the idea of match marketing. I think consumers today are bombarded with ads and offers. You know, we we are 300 ads a day is the average for um, the European consumer. So you know, people would love to see relevance increase, but are also very afraid of loss of privacy. So you know, I think because there's such an interest in match marketing, but what no one had done before free money is really crack the code on how to provide the value of match marketing with the protections of privacy that we currently experience on our credit cards and with our banking relationships. And I think that, you know, what I would say to you, you know, from the forum and others is it really is an education process to understand that no data is being sold. No data ever leaves the financial institution. The goal of match marketing can be 
met, but it needs a fiduciary partner in both the network and the approach that is very difficult to do because you have to actually make those predictions and enrich the data to create a new product in match marketing. I don't think many consumers want more ads or offers that are just matched to us. In fact, we've done quite a bit of testing with that, and it turns out that matching is just another way of defining an audience. If all you do is deliver the same exact consumer value proposition, a discount or a deal, when you have the insight of transaction data, it would be absolutely squandering it if all you did was deliver the same type of incentive to the consumer. If we understand what a consumer spends, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know it's you, we know it's uh, customer one, two, three, mm-hmm. um, but if we know what they spend, we should be able to produce a product that shifts risk off of them. Mm-hmm. And really, when you give someone a gift, It says, I'm willing to bet on my brand Mm -hmm. as Zara or somebody else in your hands. You can shop for free. Mm -hmm. Obviously, what I'm trying to do is earn your business. Mm -hmm. And what that gift is really doing is giving you an experience that you do not get. For in every other channel. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, cannot, you don't get gift cards in the mail once a week yeah. today. And you were saying that the cost for a merchant was 350 to get that customer to come back into the store versus a regular fee or a cost of $50. Is that that's fair? Yes. That, so, so the average cost per, per visit, if you look at email marketing or any other form of direct response, is between $40 and $80 per visit. Um, so very, very expensive. You have to send an awful lot of emails. Or, and that's the media cost, buying the lists, getting the things out the door, postage mm-hmm. costs, etc. cetera. Um, none of that value actually goes to the consumer. It's mm-hmm. all going to some media partner. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that you know, messaging cost or, or, or communication cost, you have an incentive cost. You have to give them some discount or something else. With free money... We get a success fee when we drive a new visit from the mm-hmm. consumer that we share with the bank, and it averages between $3.50 and $5, um, depending on the, the gift amount that is going out to the consumer mm-hmm. and the expected spend. So it, it follows different merchant categories in the average spend. Obviously, in a, in a small restaurant, it may be different from somebody in a large department store. Mm-hmm. So there's, if you think of it, there's two different budgets that this draws from for the merchant. One is uh, you know, the markdown budget or the discounts budget. Mm-hmm. And free money is, is a gift that is going to draw from that, that budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be underwritten so that when we give you an unencumbered gift, there is no minimum purchase. So we have to be able to do some prediction there. Right. So, but, but the media cost on the other side, the success fee that we share with the banks is a small fraction of what they're paying today, 10% of what they pay to drive a visit. And, and that's really, we have a hyper-efficiency where what we're really doing is encouraging the merchant to invest in the customer mm-hmm. instead of invest in media. And, and, and on top of that, it's, all, it's virtual, so you don't have to do a paper, coupon, mail, do you do it, do you use SMSs as well, or is it just email for now? 
So the, the initial rollouts with the banks have all been through email initially, and part of that is because SMS requires a double opt-in in most, uh, most countries. Um, so the email messages have gone out as the initial announcement. The initial announcement you know, is carrying your first gift of uh, free money, and the email body has enough, uh, of enough room to explain how free money works and that there is no minimum purchase and that you know, you've been given a gift. And this is you know, a gift, and it's going to expire in seven days or 14 days mm-hmm. if you don't use it. Mm-hmm. So the consumer value proposition has been very effectively communicated in email, but we expect a lot of consumers to value getting that gift message as a text message. Sure. So you'll be able to opt in for the text message um, in lieu of the, the email so that you make sure that it doesn't get you know, lost in all the emails that you get. So and tomorrow in SMS, of course. Um, I got, I, just one of the things that I, it was fascinating, Joe, you're telling me about how you know, we have a. You were telling me there's a, um, a 24% open rate, something like this, and 70% that open it uh, use the. So there's a really effective openness and, a, and their appreciation of the item that's coming. Still, it's an email, and our mailboxes are full with a lot of stuff cluttered. What you're saying is some banks or one of the one of the, are, is using uh, could be using advertising, sort of you know out out of out of internet advertising about an email. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so our initial programs have all rolled out where the announcement to the consumer has been their first gift. And today that's getting 25% open rates of uh, messages coming from the bank and 70% plus uh, are, are participating in the program with over 24% using more than one gift in a given four-week period. So very, very high value for the uh, cardholder. But, but that's only value if they know about it. So what we see rolling out with the rest of the, the partners is they've used the email to announce the program initially to a group of people that tend to read their email. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see them using all channels of customer exposure, um, both digital and non-digital. So you'll see television ads talking about free money gifts. You'll see uh, other you know, experience on the online web or other types of uh, communication to the customer telling them that they're getting weekly gifts of free money. It's sort of, I mean, it's kind of ironic to think that we might advertise about an email. But, I mean, if I, if I take it down to its core, that's what it is right now or would be. Well, one of the fundamental problems in banking is really the issue that consumers are undercommitted to their banks. They typically have one or two bank products in North America, and you know, the banking relationships are even more fragmented than they are here in Europe. So if you're going to solve that as a bank, undercommitted customers mean underprofitable. They mean they're likely to churn and go to someone else. The only way to really reinforce a relationship is to have the opportunity to communicate with the customer. The problem today is that most bank customers do not look forward to bank communication. Uh, you know, it's not, not another not, good insight. <laughs> yeah, not that much good news. You know, so so really, if you look at the fundamental strategic value of free money, it's not just that it's a customer-friendly revenue source, and it is customer-friendly revenue, and this is very significant revenue that replaces the regulatory losses of Durban and the Card Act on a per-cardholder basis. But what's really strategic about this is that a gift message going out to the customer once a week, a gift is a product that's unique to banks. You cannot give gifts unless you have the ability to predict outcomes. So, but a gift message is something that the bank customer will look forward to. Mm -hmm. And it will open that customer up 
to subsequent communication from the bank. When we send you that gift message, the thank you message after you've used a gift, all of those things are casting the bank relationship proactively to the consumer in a positive light. Yeah, we're getting to that thing called engagement and positive spin. All right, so last question for you, Joe. Um, free money, what's the, what's the future hold for you, and specifically about international? How are we going to get advantage to free money over here in Europe? So free money is a global company. Uh, we've started in the North American market. We have uh, most of our bank partners that are rolling out. We'll be announcing many of these partners in the coming weeks um, are international banks. Uh, two in particular have very significant international presence. So we'll roll out uh, in Europe, um, both in France and the UK, and you know throughout uh, Asia and Latin America, you know, following the cards, following our partnerships with those banks and bringing on merchants, both North American merchants and international merchants, to drive new customer visits, you know, that in a way that's exceptional. I mean, we're averaging over 850% lift in a given week for any merchant that participates with free money. That's eight and a half times the sales for a given population against an identically matched control. So, uh, you know, tremendous, tremendous success for the merchants. We think that's, that gifts are of, of universal value, mm-hmm. um, but those gifts will, will likely follow uh, places that have well-established credit card and debit card card transaction populations. So if I'm a brand manager listening to this, how do I get in touch or and find out whether I can use free money for my brand or my uh, location? So they, you, all the merchants can contact us directly. Um, so sales at freemoney.com will help them uh, talk to us about their objectives. And, you know, it's amazing to see that we're able to help drive incremental revenue that's incredibly profitable and, and really attain both acquisition, share of wallet, loyalty, types of objectives in a, in a way that's very unique and very brand enhancing for the brand. Uh, obviously, giving out gifts um, is a wonderful way to, to, to grow the brand's perception in the consumer and drive you know, great business. And all the same time, keeping that confidence and the trust, which today with privacy issues being uh, so forefront. So anyway, Joe, it's been great having you on. Thanks very much. You're about to go on stage, so enjoy the show tomorrow, later on. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called 
Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.